Welcome to the OC154 podcast. In this episode 2 of the podcast, we discuss a seminar I attended the day before the recording of this episode, in which DJ Zbu had invited Gareth Cliff to his radio academy, and how the academy felt more like deja vu of all the hustles that DJ Zbu has pursued in the past, rather than a credible academic institution that is aimed at imparting skills and knowledge into the aspiring radio jocks that he claims for it to be. This gets me thinking about whether he is taking advantage of the desperate young people who are trying to get into radio, and whether it would be fair to call him a charlatan. This is nothing close to a one-sided conversation, I can promise you that much. Because age, like many South Africans, consider DJ's boo to be a really great hustler. They regard him as some kind of an iconoclastic figure, you know. They see him as this brave black brother who always challenges the status quo and swimming against the tide at all times. Others even see his entrepreneurial spirit as some kind of a threat to the big established corporations, as he himself also likes to preach. And to a certain extent, I do agree with this sentiment. I mean, DJ's boo is a really street smart guy. This then opens a broader conversation about how the way the socio-economic structures are set up creates a breeding ground, if you like, for the DJ's bull-like characters and some of the shenanigans we see in the Bazalani churches in the country with their doji pastors. I really like this episode of the podcast. It is what I had envisioned the format and the content of this podcast to become. And I'm glad to see that our conversations are fast taking that shape so early on. H and I have no media or broadcasting experience, you see. So we do expect there to be some teething problems in these early days. But we also hope that this rawness and sincerity of our conversations is what can get you connected with us better. Our style was not contaminated by any mainstream media training, like you see with many prominent podcasts in the country today. So I hope this can be a platform for some alternative views. With that being said though, this is not to say H and I see the world the same. In fact, the opposite is true. Individually, H and I engage with very differing content. We are inspired by a vast variety of thinkers and we have had very different lives as you heard in our first episode. And these have obviously molded our worldviews accordingly. But what we don't see enough of today, not just in South Africa, but the world over is having our worldviews challenged and questioned often. We live in our own little echo chambers. We only follow the people who already affirm our worldviews on social media. We are friends with people who already agree with us. And we often feel the pressure to take on the dominant and popular views of the communities we live in, both in real life and online. So for me, it is quite a privilege to be able to have a conversation with someone I don't agree with on most things but whom I greatly respect, who also happens to be my friend. I get my views to be pressure-tested against some strong opposing views, and sometimes my mind even changed about things. I deliberately refer to this as a privilege, because I know that this is not something that many of you have access to out there. When you share a different view with someone, you are most likely to get insulted and dismissed as stupid, a bigot, and all the horrible things under the sun or the best case scenario, being told that you don't like hearing the truth. 
just because you disagree with them while they think they have exclusive access to the truth because of the information they consume. My ultimate dream for this podcast is to see a community of thinkers with diverse views come together and have healthy conversations and debates and engage in intellectually honest critical thinking that is not polluted by ideologies, which we are all prone to, knowingly but sometimes unwittingly. These ideologies can be very limiting and can give us a false sense of having the answers to everything because they create a simplified single narrative about this complex thing called life. Hearing the other view can only sharpen yours. And because H is my friend and not some random Twitter handle, I get to listen to him differently, more generously, because I know he's not an idiot. And well, I can only hope he thinks the same about me. But to hear him articulate how he sees the world, which is not the same as I do, challenges me to go back and poke holes in the views that I cherish, to also consider other factors that may elude me time and again. I'll make an example with that conversation we had about Digispo. The question of structures and systems in the country is not something that was top of my mind when I entered that conversation. How these systems may have increased the likelihood of Digispo to become the hustler he is today is something that I honestly did not factor into my opinion. But now I had to think about it. Do I necessarily agree with age entirely about it? No, but at least now I know it is a factor that matters when you have a conversation about what may even seem like a simple and straightforward social phenomenon. I will be honest though, this is not easy to keep up. It can get really frustrating at times. As you'll hear later in the podcast when I ask age, what will progress look like? He keeps throwing me with a question of how did that come about? which I found genuinely confusing. And this can also be attributed to the fact that we live in such different worlds that we almost speak a different language. Sorry for the long S intro, but I know it is worth a while. I hope you enjoyed this thought-provoking episode of the podcast as much as we did. Have you been following DJ's book recently? Like, like no, I, I can't say not like recently. Yeah. that I saw it a month ago. No, I've just been seeing the posts, the normal more fire posts. Ah, that man is a charlatan. Ah, So he has this um, what can I call it? A, a radio academy thingy. I don't know if you remember Bob McGee's podcast. There was this guy, I think, Quena, that they made fun of, who called in and tried to make a joke. And he was there at when they were with Mashavel. Yeah, where they had the, the branch the thing. Because when he called us, the first thing he actually said, he said, uh, but he keeps saying, I'm with part of DJ's boo, what, what, but I, I, I wouldn't he's pick a up massive the he's, a, he's a massive metro. He does a show. Okay. Yes. So DJ's boo DJ. has this... Um, what is it? A, a radio training college? Yes. Academy thing. So. Yes. So during the week, I saw Gareth Cliff in a post and say he'll be doing a seminar on radio and broadcasting and all that. I'm like, mm. okay, I need to join this, which was yesterday. Um, you so did. I, I, 
as I send the email, said, yeah, then they send me a link I joined to find out that it is hosted by that radio academy that Tishis Boo is doing. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, I was also there. Cliff is a guest or what? Yeah, he's a guest. So I think they host these seminars with like Tishis Boo's friends. I think later they even brought in Tando Tabete. And I think they've hosted others in the past that I was not aware of. And uh, I think they keep hosting them. It's still hosted around radio. It's still talking about radio with these guys. Yes, it's like a, it's it's a, it's for the academy. Mm. So it's the students, DJs, booth students that are studying mm. radio. Um, mm. So he he brings in people, but then that one he made it public. I guess it's some kind of marketing for marketing. The, for the yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. It doesn't. I no. mean, it's just colleagues, collective money, man. I, can we can we start to appreciate that DJSB is a hustler, bro? You joined it, man. No, I joined it. No, not that. I joined the seminar. I was part of the seminar. They threw out. How was it? Yeah, I mean, it was Gareth, as I know him. He didn't say anything I haven't heard before mm. um, in terms of radio. But because he he was now invited to talk about radio, which from how I've listened to his podcast, he's, he's very, he's for the idea of radio is dead, whatever people should move. Yeah, he podcast. said it on his podcast. Exactly. Yeah. But now he, I guess he has to, he can't say that when he's talking to people who are studying, who are trying to get into radio. Oh, and so, who are at Massive Metro, I'm sure it's you know I mean? kids mm. they're being trained. Trained sure. to get into radio. So it will be really putting a middle finger to DJ's boo if he comes there and say, guys, radio is dead. So he t- changed the tune um, in a way to say um, times are moving um, uh. and have content in any way. It can be on radio, it can be on podcast. So that's kind of the mm-hmm. rather than podcast is taking over radio, but rather to say radio mm-hmm. is evolving. So guys, this ship you are in is sinking, guys. Yeah. Jump ship. Yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, it didn't make sense to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man, because so they still do weird things that are part of sounds like they were told in class to come and do in that seminar. So so firstly, the Jesbu doesn't host. He just sits there, keep quiet, and he nominated one or two of his students to to host. Okay, which is oh, fine. Okay. I'm just training. I need to learn how to engage and ask questions and all that. And there's this weird thing they do about when you come in to ask a question. You have to sound like you're on radio. You say the time, and you say you're watching, uh, whatever that academy is called. It's like so, so, so. I'm like, so that's what they're teaching in class. I don't know, man. Oh, it's it very sounds, performative. They're performing. Not just the performative side of it. Like I don't even think DJ's Boo believes that stuff. You need to know when you, you need to get into radio. I don't think he truly believes. Like, okay, the the best form of training is to, okay, go on, sound like you're on radio. But mm. even after Gareth himself said during the seminar, like guys, um, sort of to say we need to move with the times, the the stuff that used to do on radio, or because someone asked something about the voice, like, so Gareth, how do you get your voice to? What's the word he, she used? Forgot, but something about the voice. It's like, yeah, it used to be a thing back in the days that. And I'm sure they sound. Voice. I'm sure they sound like it too when they ask questions. Ah, uh, yeah, they, I mean they have to. They're asked to. They asked to, but they oh. don't. Uh, to be fair, they don't, they don't put on a voice, but they put on a. Okay, welcome to it. 
they have to say the time which they have to do it. It's not just like, okay, this one decided to use the to say the time. Everyone mm-hmm. is asked to. So even so when someone asks that question about the voice, because it's like, yeah, back in the days, it used to be a thing. A radio voice used to be a thing. Yeah. Um, but now it's not. Now we're interested in what you have to say. You have to be interesting. You can't just say the time, tell us the weather and the traffic. Sure. After saying that, H, everyone who asked the question after then was still saying the time. This is not even now in a radio show anymore. This is now in a seminar. Mm. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. And everyone there is to, so that they know that kind of guy. <laughs> he asks a question. He sort of complains because he was hurt by what Bomegji said to him. I don't know. Do you remember? Did you remember them saying he wouldn't make it in radio? I don't remember them saying that in particular. They just made fun of his <laughs> shitty jokes. I know, man. He's got a shitty personality, man. Yeah, he does. Well, I also agree. But I'm saying, did Bomek Gis ever, in, in dissing him, ever say he, he won't make it in radio? Yeah. So when you're listening to Bomek G, when they were dissing him, did they mm. ever say that he won't make it in radio? I think they just made fun of his shitty jokes. I don't remember them saying he won't make it in radio. Or in a joking know? way, they did say, hey, this is why you, you can't want to be on radio and you are like this. I think that's what oh, they were saying. Oh, along those lines. So that man was hurt. Because his so personality is not right, man. Like, uh, so I remember when I listened to I blame that academy. I blame that I could tell that he's got a bit of a vibe, man. When he Weirdness said he's from Metro, I, I, I got it. Because, yeah. so remember, when the Mashabela podcast, I actually didn't watch it. Yeah. I was running and I was listening to the podcast as I'm running. And I'm like, I'm at this guy, man. What kind of guy is this? So I'm not even seeing him. Mm. I then watch <laughs> just that to see of, that guy. Person, All I yeah. went to, who is this guy? Like, I, it makes sense. I, he looks like that kind of guy. It's just a weird, it's, it's forceful unnecessarily. You can't read. So he called onto the show this week. Yes. When they were doing those calls. And, and reminded them that again. was that guy from the branch, yeah. And the and Saul's face, I remember, changed. He even held his, his, his cheek. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> then they gave him the opportunity to do, ask two questions. I don't remember exactly what he asked. Yes, I can't remember either. But he was offside. But he was trying offside. to be Let funny. I remember him trying to be funny with the questions. But not in a real funny way you get what i'm saying like it's it's i don't know it's a tough thing to explain now but hey man there's a personality thing with that boy that it's tough not to remember him and he's 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 pop boys let me actually get what he said like his reading of the room is bad and he thinks he's more interesting than he really is yeah so, so, so this is where H, my big accusation of DJ's booming a charlotte. He, those people have praised them. So he asked a question about that. He said he called in into Womack podcast and they said he won't make it into radio. And DJ's Boo being the motivational guy trying to pump up the upcoming guys. They, and, and he's, he, he's not the only one. He's just weird because he thinks he's funny. I think that's his problem. It's weird enough what's going on there. About people trying to be like, <laughs> but him, he, I think, is the clown of the classroom kind of guy. Oh, sure. So he, sure. it makes it worse. Like, he's this weird guy trying to be funny at the same time. 
as weird as it is already in that setup. So he asked that question, mm-hmm. and everyone there gets praised. H, everyone is good. Everyone is gonna make it. I, I was like, oh, is this a cult? <laughs> what am I watching? Seriously, <laughs> nah. Uh, but H, DJ's with a hustler, bruh. Can we admit that DJ's with a hustler? DJ's boo strategic about these things. I'm not saying it's crook stealing them off their money or anything. That's not what I'm accusing him of. But the, he doesn't mind that that they are that wait, kind of wait, wait. Let me actually get what he said. Yeah, let's, he's let's an interesting it. character. Let me see there by McG what he said. Uh, why can I do this now? Yeah, they I think he they asked him because I guess they were taking questions. Like yeah. We can discuss what they were doing some other time as well. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. taking questions. Yes. Taking calls. And so they actually remembered him. And they gave him like two chances. And yeah. so he was annoying. Yeah, and he is. And annoying is not even the right way. Like that word you're struggling to find is the word. Like he's weird about. <laughs> But the weirdness comes from there, I'm telling you. The weirdness comes from that academy that DJSB is running and making them pay 3000 or whatever, how much the, the cause is. Oh, so you're saying someone is enabling this kind of behavior. Yeah. Because then, <laughs> mona, if you join the age, you are promised mona, that you're going to be big in media because obviously DJSB is that guy who pushes like he's a big name. Mm. Uh, those mm. who who don't like him are scared of his success. They don't like to see black excellence. He's that guyish. Let's let's not fool around. So he pushes the same mentality. It, fe- it felt like a church. In fact, to a point where they, when they start the seminar, they pray. They start the well, seminar. Yes. Pray. Who is always prayed though, because he did open his even radio show with prayer. So maybe that's an element, but I don't think it's necessarily linked. Maybe it's my own bias yeah, to prayer yeah. here. Which is fine, but but still, it still felt like a church. Church, you know, as you're so saying. It uh, felt like a pumping each other of church is Yeah. <laughs> you know how in church, everyone, God loves them, and your enemies are going to get punished by God, and your yeah. neighbor who hates you, and your problems are going to get resolved, and your life is going to turn around. That's what it was sounding like. Yeah, well, just like this time around. I must say, depending on the church you go to. But I hear what you're meaning, so yeah. I don't want to yeah, but I'm saying that. that yeah, quintessential I'm, I'm, explanation. Like a typical church is like this, right? Okay, <laughs> Basalani church. I think Basalani churches are like that. Where God loves everyone. God loves everyone. And you guys that are listening, uh, that are sitting in the congregation, God loves you. You're the you. loved ones. Yeah. You're the loved ones. And your neighbor who doesn't like to see your, your son succeeding in school. Sure. God is going to show him flames. You that... <laughs> Your husband is divorced you. Your husband is going to die yeah. in hell. And you, oh. God loves you. So it sounded like that. It felt like that mm-hmm. where you guys are the chosen ones. You are part of this academy. And sure. you're going to do great. So even when I was asked that question, instead of them to find out, them finding out what did he say there, that could have got Bo, Bo Saul to say oh, that even. Yeah. It was, no, don't listen to those guys. You know how these guys are. Uh, when I don't you worry, someone even compared to him to uh, the other, there's another guy that Sbu works with, I forgot his name, I wish I had gotten his name down. He said, um, he said, when uh, 
similar to Gareth's rebellious because I think when Gareth was talking, <laughs> was talking, he spoke about him himself being rebellious. It's like, when oh. and he was so chapped, he was so flattered by. So he is that clown of the class, and they t- mm. they started to create this image for him around him because when he asked questions, he would ask like a lot of questions. They're like. Ah, he must be stopped. He's out of order. He's like the rebellion of the class. It was so weird, mm-hmm. man. It was so weird. So uh, this is just quite a lot. Um, so but I don't know if everyone is a student. I'm sure there are other people like myself. More or less 65. So more or less 65, round about yeah. <laughs> above above six above 50, definitely above 50, yeah. Oh yeah, they did say they did say this is why you'll never make it on radio in this oh, podcast. It hurt so him, bro. But what yeah, he had asked, this is what he had asked. So they call guys make calls, make a call. This is the question that he asks Saul. Saul, how do you put on gloves with your thick fingers? Oh yes, I remember the question. Like what? Then Saul is like, you sharp. Yeah. Then they're like, okay, man, ask a serious question. You're trying to be fine, and it's not landing. It's not working. Yeah. Then he starts. <laughs> Starts going on about internship, internships. Yeah. So do internships. Um, they pay you a little money, but he's not saying what he needs to say. He's just mentioning a lot of words that are just put together to that make sentences. That make him sound serious. Yeah. Also to sound like call, make a serious question. Yeah. She's like, I. If you are struggling, <laughs> then they're like, okay, we'll give you a third chance. Yeah. There was even a third chance. The the third chance now, the question he asks there is, okay, so have you guys stopped recording because you were drinking too much? Oh, yeah. And then he's down because, like, actually, haven't you seen the Talez interview? Yeah. And that's what And then as he's talking, as he's talking, McG says, bye. Yeah. Almost as if he's cut him. I think he just muted him. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, this guy was annoying, man. And then Ghost Lady wants to Faraz, and then McG brings him back. Yeah. And he's complaining. Oh, oh, or when they were complaining about him, then he can be still on the line. Yes. They just know ah, what his are... volume was. Yes. So yeah, McG wanted them to speak freely. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, are you going to take these things out, Mos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that part, yeah. So yeah. Impressed, man. But that's the so, thing. So... But but that's the vibe I was getting. Ish, let's be honest, bro. So this this is why I uh, maybe I, I'll be a bit harsh on, on people like DJs with that. Let's be honest, bro. Like it's rough, man. People are like the youth, whatever, unemployment, all, all that. So people are looking out for little nyana promises where they can find, right? The youth needs motivation, bro. Yes, but I'm saying in amongst us, so others will just someone will just like no, I just need a job, like whatever job I can find. Now other people come and take advantage of them. They get, make them pay money, promise them jobs sharp. Sure. So there's that element of people who fall for that kind of thing. And there are also people who, like a DJ's book kind of person, it's like I have so much experience in radio um, and I can make you, I can teach you what I learned throughout my years on, on radio. And I'm not saying he can't. I'm not yes. saying, I mean, DJ's book does have a lot of experience in radio. He, he, I'm sure there's a lot someone can learn from him. Sure. And let me create an academy. And whoever comes, as long as they have money, they are welcomed. Sure. And pump them up with that fake motivation that mm. you guys are going to make it and me be the and, and 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 now with it creates legitimacy around now he brings his famous radio friends as well. I mean, 
to host the people, the names he hosted. Each, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you trust, like, wow, this must be a legitimate academy. I mean, imagine mm. you went to a business academy and they're bringing the famous business people there. You're like, yeah, I mean, the, the association with that academy creates that legitimacy. Yeah. And I'm sure it is. And I'm mm. sure it is legitimate. But I don't think they're honest about really trying to get these guys trained to get into radio. I don't think they, they, I don't think they, they care as much as they, they want to make it look. What would K look like? Or, like, or okay, for starters, for starters, I'm sure. Right. Yes, so for starters, um, a lot of this, I think even even at Vets the, the the art department had auditions. Mm. So it's not a, anyone can come as long as you're paying your fees. Oh, sure. So different from when you enter, when you apply for a BCom, a BSc, where you look at your, just your academics, there you had to submit portfolios. I remember one of the guys who had to submit a portfolio. So they firstly they still had to assess is it because this is a talent industry it's not just mm. a let me teach you how to do radio and you can do it so mm. an element of okay guys honestly speaking not everyone can ever be on radio like not everyone mm. so to suss out okay say guys okay you know but I don't think that applies there anyone who just has the 3.5 can make it in that's how much they pay I think 3.7 I can't remember the exact number but it's definitely just above 3,000. For what? Firstly, for a group of. Um, I think yeah, I think it's a twelve-week course lessons, or something. Mm, I think they give you exercises, some are zooming. I'm not. I, I don't know. I have no idea what what type of exercises you are required to do there, but I'm assuming obviously you're paying for them to give you feedback on the exercises and and whatnot. Mm. And then, each instead of hearing um, them being taught. So I don't know what they are taught in class, né? Mm. but. I would expect someone to firstly give them firstly how to ask, let's say, smart questions, for example, like the, the normal stuff that anyone needs to be taught when they're going to be on radio, like the, the, the stuff that works for guys that are on radio, like how to ask the right questions, how to hold the conversation and all those things. And it, it doesn't sound like that's what they taught them. It sounds like they're teaching them how to pretend like they're on radio. Like, sure. It's, it's, it's tough without having attended, I think. Yeah, Maybe we should be saying it's, this. Yeah, I know I sound I sound harsh. Yeah. I know I sound harsh, but uh, but at uh, the same time we've got an evidence of the throughput, like the outcome. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's only one example, but uh, uh, we also have history of DJ's book. DJ's book is a hustler age. Remember those business seminars he used to host, bra, sentin, unlocking your inner potential, those kind of things. This is in the same line, bra. But well, I mean, as, long as, as long as you are paying and willing to pay, come and sit in, will make you feel good about yourself, will tell you that you're fire burning inside, you can reach your full potential. So I, 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 I really don't want to make it sound like it's, it's, it's a DJ's issue and it's hustling. Yeah. The idea of motivating a bunch of people is yeah. serious. There's these guys, they're called success what what. So my brother was very much into these things, into motivational speakers. I think we still don't agree exactly on its value. <laughs> so I remember this time. Let me see what they called success. What these guys? You can check them out. Yeah, I know uh, the, the 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 yeah they are quite known. I remember and, and and South African even DJ's Boo when he was still doing that Metro show he would bring he the famous American me. ones. Yeah, and they yeah, pay like 20,000 to sit in certain convention center, a weekend of finding your true potential, a weekend of reaching those guys. 
and there are charlatans, age, there are charlatans. But it gets bad when now you pretend like you created an academic course that figured out how to do something. I think that's when you start to get like. But that's what they are also selling. So I went to with my brother Gallagher Estate, they in Midland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was packed. The whole thing was packed. I'm sure there were more than a thousand plus people. All paid probably like 500 rand or a thousand just for that day. I couldn't finish the day because I had to do something back at Vets, I remember. So I went back. It felt very much like what you're saying now. This whole pumping of people with the Holy Spirit kind of vibe. Positive vibes, motivational language. And they they brought out uh, big... Uh, motivational speakers from across the world hmm. so from that angle oh yeah, i guess what you're saying is okay sure people do motivational things but now you can't act problem. like you've created a school and then in yeah. the school as opposed to teaching hmm. you you are operating as if you're motivating children and because in class if you're in class in the school in an academy they will tell you your maths is wrong hmm. they won't so, say don't believe people who say you failed maths. You can do this. Your maths is right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the definition of a charlatan. Mm-hmm. He's pretending like he figured out the formula to make success in radio. He found the curricula, uh, uh, sure. uh, the intelligence behind it, and he's going to impart it on the those who are upcoming. Yeah, and like I said, DJ's boo has a good had he had a good radio career. Sure. He he could if he really if he really cared about it he could sit down and you, create you a say, curriculum for it. You say he had is it in the past? Well, I don't know if he's still doing radio. He's a businessman now. I mean, I'm not saying his career died out, but I'm saying he's now more uh, a, a business owner and uh, and all more those fine. things more than yeah, exactly rather than the radio. So I'm not saying he. His career doesn't exist anymore. I'm saying it morphed into something else. <laughs> sure, sure. So, so, but now he's pretty, you know what I mean? It, I don't think anyone fails lacking. in that cause. Hmm? There's a sincerity that's lacking. Mm. And I don't think, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I don't think anyone fails in that cause. Eh? Mm. It's like you're paying for the credibility of a certificate from being motivated by thinking it's nothing <laughs> and i remember you guys um and when i say remember uh, when we started the conversation you said we can tell by the output which is uh, that Gwena guy but mm. you can also let's trace back dj's booth uh hustling from the past more fire remember there was a story about the more fire not being accredited by yeah uh, health health and safety and I, th- I think it's still not if I, I could be wrong i think yeah. it's still not instead of dj's boo finding out or, or at least telling us what about Mofire was not accredited. Mm-hmm. He pushed the message, uh, the message that resonated with a lot of people, exactly, uh, mostly, especially the people who are pushing for black businesses and all that, to say, instead of saying, guys, these guys didn't accredit my product because they said it had too much of this item or didn't do this and that test. He said, mm-hmm. they hate me because I'm a black man trying to push black business and I want to, I want to take over their white-owned uh, energy drink businesses. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's DJ's boo. That's how he, he operates. Mm. So he's a hustler. Age. He's the guy who, when there was a Forbes uh, cover page about him, instead of saying, no, guys, this cover page... It's Photoshop. Yeah, he pretended he allowed for the lie to to 
to go around mm. and later on said, no, I'm not the one who created that. It was a fan of mine and who thinks I deserves to be there. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so that same, so that's the DJs we are talking about it. So you, you can't say it's not him. He's, he has the same personality as those guys you're talking about. And yeah. the philosophy of that school operates around the same premise to, to make yeah. people feel good, man, to just pump you up with the spirit as long as you are taking out money. This can be very deep, man, because it's, it's an interesting thing. One, I don't want to pin it on him. I, that's one thing I don't want to do. Why He's not, the man though? operating in the world. He has to find avenues. I respect him particularly because of that. So SABC says don't market your product. He takes it up and he markets it explicitly and goes out of his way. I respect that. Given the barriers to entry, um, what he did even with SAB and whatever, I respect that as well. The difficulty of getting what did you into do with SAB, remind me. Um, that it was not accredited, as you said, SAB. Oh, yeah, accredited. Oh, SABC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just pushing the buttons that he needs to push to 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 push himself. Uh, okay, how can I make a, a character? I mean, music is not out of this world, but the character was enough to get us yeah. going. Yeah. So he gets that. I respect someone who does that because the way things are structured, if you want to move legally, it's not easy, man. And it's someone who I respect primarily because he's found a way to use those street smarts to really push where he needs to push. He's a hustler. But when does being a hustler start becoming a con man now, a con artist? I mean, he conned us for years, so I doubt it's coming in now. This guy has been conning us, right? But that but, was no. But then where's that line? Because I I don't think that was con. Uh, I but think I was don't being a con think I don't think but, it's necessarily as insincere as we may want to make him out to be. I, no, insincere you, in the sense that hmm. how can I call it? So I'm saying it can get deep. He's trying to do things in a place where it is difficult to do them. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What he's trying. to is difficult to do. How do you motivate Intuanaya Sekas, as he would say, right? It's tough. I remember when he took some kid who was saying, myself, and then Swu took a cooler box of Mofire and told him, You can sell it in the street. Yeah. And, uh, what and did he the went kid ask to for? The kid had asked for some money or something. Then yeah. Swu says, oh, man, You can make money. Takes Mofire, goes on a Saturday morning chills with the child in the streets. I'm sure the kid made like 3K or whatever the amount of money. They added a little bit more for that day. Gave him a bit of cash. He was selling six packs of Mofire on the road, much like DJ Swoo does. And the kid got the money. Is and do it you helpful? think in that example? Okay, continue. Yeah. Is it helpful? Probably not. But I get where he's coming from. So you are not coming from a society that has these structures. So he's harassing, he's, he's hustling his way through them. And I want not to damage someone who's hustling his way through them. He's trying something. It's not okay. easy. Okay, maybe, it's maybe, yeah. Okay. It's not, I, it's not I, easy I, to do yeah. stuff like Gareth Cliff and continue to have sponsors. Yes. But Gareth okay. manages. Yes. Okay. Let let me let he me say. Okay. Let let me concede on this point. Let me concede. So I don't like to talk about South African issues, me, without some semblance of the structural 
dynamics that make life so much more difficult. I mean, the last time we spoke about language, just existing in this world means that when I, the rest of your life, you are trying to trace back this language that was child from your existence because you had to speak English to survive in the world. So you literally have to live backwards. That's what you're doing from a linguistics point of view. Try to capture the proper way of speaking while every day you, you are listening to English music, you're speaking English. So it's, 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 it's the way of living that is so difficult. Then you've got someone like Zbou. He may be wrong. I'm saying the way with which we understand how wrong he is should take into consideration what he has to do with out proper channels, if you get what I'm saying. He has to try and motivate these young kids without proper recreational activities, without proper throughput from how you can identify radio talent and put it on the radio, without an understanding of, without a proper channel of using uh, their ideas that they may have with business and making a proper throughput into 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 businesses into startups and i get the opportunity at least to organize to sit with the with the with the banking guys same thing to sit with the department of small businesses same thing we don't have proper structures and here's a good example now that england is is going to to the euro 2021 uh, today right they took out a graphic this week and in that graphic they could pick out the development um, the development academies, yes, where all these guys who are now playing for England in this tournament started. So this is where they played when they were six, seven years old. They could, in this graphic, geographically locate each and every one of them. That we do not find ourselves in the 2020 Euros finals without this development. I sent it to one of the guys that I know a friend of it's mine. Not by coincidence. It's not by coincidence. Yeah. And I asked him, can you do this in South Africa? Do you have that structural element where all of us don't have to live by herezing? Right? A good example, you know Jomosono Jomosono yeah. the big guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jomosono was credited with being one of the best scouts in South Africa. You get what I'm saying? So he was credited to be the best scout. He could find the right talent, the likes of Benny McCarthy. He found them. But in a recent um, interview, he explains how he got them. This is what he used to do. This is when you don't have structures. You have to harass. And we are township, rural people. You live for survival. This is what he does. He would go to these tournaments, let's say down there in Botavel, with the soccer tournaments, and park far away from where the, where the fields are. And then chill in a corner there at the back of the trees. And then send kids to go tell the star players that he just watched. Jomosono is calling you at the back of the trees. Pella, the direct way to do it is to speak to the team, speak to the manager, speak to the parents at times. So Jomosono would then walk around, drive around South Africa in his boot with contracts for players. Then call them, give them an envelope of cash, maybe a thousand rand, and tell them to sign. The kids don't know what they're signing. They just want to play soccer. Mm. And this is Jomason. And this is the, the legendary Jomason, yeah. This is the legendary Jomason. Is he right? No. 
legally he's not right. But structurally, there's no other way. There's no scouting system, as I'm saying, in England. But he has to make things work. He has to find players. He has to create a team. Then he tells me, he speaks, tells a story of how he's... Maybe you don't understand soccer the way. You're not, maybe not that interested. So he explains how he got players signed to Orlando Pirates from Jomo Cosmos by telling them today that tomorrow, Chief, don't pitch up to my training ground. You must, be, you must pitch up at Oakland Park. Oh, yeah. Just like that, we've already signed contracts. The players didn't know. Mm. And they don't know what the, the, the terms of the contract are, yeah. They don't know the terms of the contract. They just know they're going to get paid. But now they're not getting paid at Cosmos. <laughs> they're getting paid at Pirates. Just like that. And those who resisted, he told them, you're not going to play in my team either. Because he had signed a deal with Pirates, which obviously he made a lot of money from. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And he says this in a nonchalant manner some 20 years later. My reading of him is he's, he's a harassing guy. This is a hustler who found himself in the football piece, football space, and he had to get a piece for himself. And he went out of his way to find it. So maybe the long story that I'm telling you now is that structurally you have issues that are not aligned. And then what then happens is that it breeds a hustling sort of like methodology of working. I don't know if you saw this recent guy called this guy who was selling shares on Instagram with Somizi. Oh, this, yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. Mandla Lamini, I think is his yeah, name. Mandla, yeah, I think his name. Yeah. I mean, what the what is that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he said he's a billionaire. He fooled Forbes. I mean, it's a similar character to to Jomason. Yeah. Similar yeah. character to DJ. These are harassing, yeah. hustling guys who find ways to make it into what they can and cannot do in the system. So structurally, we don't necessarily have a society that can direct you, that can give you a pathway to do anything. Even you as an accountant are not sure what you service in this country, like from a country point of view. Like you are here, you understand what you are doing in England. But in South Africa, you're not so sure. You're just this guy who passed. And all of a sudden, you're an important person. Apart from being unemployed, apart from earning low wages, you're not sure what you are doing. Like, okay, so now I graduated. I just did a big bash because I graduated. And then what? Where do I fit into the society? In which structure do I plug myself in? So in the absence of those things, I think characters like DJs who have to pop up. How can I make it in the music industry? Let me put on a mask and convince people I'm not who I am. Well, I think it's a good gimmick. So you move from gimmick to gimmick to gimmick. People must just stand in the middle of the streets. They can become billionaires if they sell more fire. I mean, he sells that story. Um, you need to motivate the kids. So what do you do? You motivate them with lack of substance. That's how you have to operate. I mean, it's the same way you would say that people would come to your school and tell you that, hey, chief, this is how we are motivating you. You can see the car that I drive. You can see the house that I live in. You can see the suit that I'm wearing. It's it's what happens in a society that doesn't necessarily have a structure. You get... Can, can, I, can I come have, in? Can I, yeah, I and think, then yeah. I think, wait, let me just say last point, churches. The fact yeah. that you said it looks like churches. People can't eat grass when things yeah. are propped. People yes. can't be Bushiri's boyfriends and girlfriends for this long. Yes. I think so he managed to to get some Chinese people 
uh, to believe in his message. So well, he's, got, uh, he's got Chinese congregants now. Chinese eh? congregants. If they're in Malawi or if he's in China, but he's packed a whole hall of Chinese eh? congregants who are translating eh? English to Mandarin, Mandarin and explaining eh? it to the people. So he's deep. So I think so societies always have people who gimmick. It's not that it doesn't happen. But here, it's a method of operation. It has to come from big stars like Somizi. It has to come from big stars like Smooth. It's, it's, it's a function. I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying yeah, there's this lack of structure that we ought to criticize him from. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree that conversations should always be had. We shouldn't forget that factor of mm -hmm. structure that you operate in, the bigger system within which you operate. But that can always be the only explanation for everything. It is a factor in everything, but it's not the full story. We can still have... Um, so, so, yes, it can, it, we can be able to understand that, okay, because of the way things are, structurally in South Africa, people end up taking those kind of alternative routes of doing things. But sure. we still also have another conversation at a lower level, at a human level about people who are just crooks, for example. So it doesn't mean everyone... So yes, we, we, can, we, can, have those we can have both those conversations. It doesn't... Mm -hmm. not, the structure is not an answer to everything even though it is an element to everything. It's not a full answer. It's not a complete answer to the full story. So earlier on, I wanted to consider on something that maybe I changed my mind about this now, where you made an example about how DJ Boo wanted to advertise his more, 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 more fire on, on Metro, or mm. even the, was it the Metro Awards as well, or the Summers? Yeah, it was the Metro, the Metro Awards. The Metro Awards on radio as well, he used to do it. Them uh, is a thing, you know what I mean? So maybe then, okay, what I'm willing to accept is when you, when your target or, 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 or what, what, when you, what you target is what, what, what am I saying? When your target for your hustling is the structures that are mm. oppressing you, so to speak. So when mm. Metro FM is the one that doesn't want to promote your brand because it's a small brand and they want to only advertise with the big brands, mm. then your target is Metro FM. Yeah. Who you screw over is Metro FM. Uh, uh, yes. When, you know what I mean? And so on, the example, can, you, get, you get my point. But the mm. problem now becomes when people who you screw over are the same people who are the victims of the same system that you're saying you're targeting. Now it's no longer hustling now. Now you're mm. a con artist, like I said. When you take a group of young aspiring radio people and bring them over and make them pay uh, uh, 3,000 and come and pump them up with false motivation, then sure. which, which system are you screwing over? There is the, those those uh, young people are not the, the system that's oppressing you. You're just taking mm. advantage of the same, the same argument applies to the churches. When mm, you bring mm. a group of congregation from a poor community and make them pay you a lot of money, do funny, uh, weird things, sometimes even sexually uh, abuse their kids, that is mm. no longer now. Uh, the answer cannot be limited to, no, remember this guy is operating under a system that doesn't allow them to flourish. Now it's just pure uh, human evilness, pure human 
you whatever word you want to put in there human sure. uh, um evilness and, and all these things so you know what i mean so the the question of structure i accept it obviously it's always there it's always mm-hmm. a question but it's mm-hmm. not the full question it's not the full, it can, and it cannot be only, always be applied as the full question as an answer to everything because sometimes people are uh, uh, crooked sometimes people do take it even in systems that are operating well people still take advantage of those of those systems the larger environment doesn't answer all the questions. Yes, not it's the not the full question. question. Yes, it's always relevant. It's, I'm not dismissing it, but it's, it's actually not, not the, the full answer. answer. Yeah, it's not the full answer. Mm. Mm. You know I, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. But the idea of humans being evil is indisputable in any society. It will always be there. So sure. it's not like what I'm saying is that when you have a structure, people won't be these crazy people. Or people won't exploit the other people. But I like the point you're making that when you are now exploiting the very same people who you are saying you want to pick up, then that's problematic. Or if churches are stealing their money, or if you're just bringing in kids who are ambitious and then just taking their money in the guise of really helping them. Yeah. But to show that for me, structurally, the probably that's where we should be answering and using human experience as a gateway to talk about the structural issues. It's like, for example, um, the state of corruption in the country, right? So you could get guys who are convinced who are engineers, who want to be engineers. They get a tender to go and build, <laughs> to go and build a road. And then the road peels off in three months. It peels off. Not oh, even. in my car, see, they don't even build it. They just built the, what are those things on the side of it? The pavement. Yeah. In my car, see, they come and scrape to the road and put their side things and there was never a road. There's no tar. There's no tar at all. There's just paving. Is it paving? The thing on the side, man, I don't know what mm. it's called. Yeah. But then they will walk around saying they are black businesses. Yeah. Yeah, about the empowerment of the society, right? Mm. So it's one thing for so for me it's one thing if you see this here and there. But when you see it everywhere, the question you must ask yourself is not is DJ Spoo a good person? I don't think he's not, like I don't think he's a bad person. Like is this guy who who's going out of his way to cheat kids out of their money? I don't necessarily think so. So mm. I'm not Maybe I'm still sounding like I'm saying my stuff back and forth because I'm still saying I'm not supporting uh, what he's doing. But I'm saying in context of where this guy is, he's not doing stuff that's not being done by the way the general population operates. You go to the churches, you will find it. Go to football, you will find it. Go to... um, the radio spaces you're saying as he's doing you'll find go even to the music business you will find it yeah especially in music and go to to politicians you will find it schools and private schools also do similar kind of things for them to get more money it's not this thing that acts out of so it's one thing to say yeah one-to-one what is your human relations i get that in South Africa, I do think a more 
structural outlook is important because what it then means is even my own possibility to be fooled by a charlatan of this sort is directly related mm. because that's why people can eat grass man i don't think people who eat grass can't be the same ones who pay a lot of money to achieve their ambitions even when they can see that this class is not giving them what they need even if they can have questions about it why are we saying time every time we speak just doesn't seem to follow these are not the same these are not the same people who will then go and find other methodology of of how this thing works they're probably not reading or googling or youtubing other academies yeah. other ways of talking about the industry those kind of things you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah so yeah. with 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 that you can understand that the audience for dj's character exists yes unfortunately and exactly that's where definitely that's where the structure comes in because if they were less desperate they would be less susceptible to to that to some to a connect being used in yes. that way but, yeah but then you know what makes it more insidious hn uh, and what makes it more insidious yes i've already explained the first part of when your targets such a, are such a vets way what insidious serious <laughs> yeah so what makes it worse the the first part that I've already explained when your targets are the same people who are also uh, the victims of the same system but the second the second part is when not only are you trying to survive but you're also presenting as if you are fighting that same system so it's one thing for a uh, maybe it's just a regular guy trying to hustle their way through life and and they're just trying to make a living we can come and analyze mm-hmm. and say okay maybe this guy is, is a thief but it's a thief because he's unemployed let's t- let's say as an example right it's a thief because he's unemployed but it's not the guy going around saying i'm going to fight the system and that's why mm-hmm. i think for example the the government should be held more accountable than anyone else you can't mm-hmm. just say uh, the same way we understand dj's boo hustle is the same way we should understand zuma's hustle he's just a black man operating in a tough society he 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 presented himself he promised that yes guys I see there's a structural problem here and I'm I'm going mm. to try my best and not only does he not do that he goes further and even screws over the people he promised that is going to do things better for them I think that makes it more worse that makes it more cruel you know what I mean because DJ is the he's not the guy who who's unaware that there's a system firstly he's aware there's a system mm-hmm. and he's not the guy mm. who who he's also the guy who talks about the system as if he's going to challenge that system So it's mm-hmm. not just a regular guy who the system is screwing over. He's a guy who claims to know the operations of the system and he's going to 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 turn that system around or he's going to to find his his ways to at least have a an impact on the system so that the system can also start to listen to people like him. Yes. So for someone who also promised that and not mm. only did they not achieve that but they take advantage of the fact that now they've they start to create this cult behavior around behind them about being the face of black entrepreneurs trying to screw over the system they also go and screw over those people that are following them like that i think that makes it a bit worse age other than just a guy who's just stealing from their neighbor because they're unemployed because that guy sure. is also screwed by the system because they wouldn't be a thief if if they had a job but they never promised that they're going to to turn around the system they're just the guy trying to survive sure. you know what i mean Sure. So that's why that's, that kind of makes it worse. 
that kind of makes it worse. It does because, make it worse. Mm, it does make yeah. it worse. But maybe yeah. I sympathize with them because I don't think they understand what they are saying. I think they are just saying these things. If you get what I'm saying. So I don't mm. take what they are saying seriously when they say they are fighting. There's no fighting here. Mm. I don't even think they understand enough about what they are saying. Whether it's a politician in this country who will tell you, yeah, nah, he's easy. So, so just how this stuff works structurally, I don't think we have explored it with enough depth enough for me to then look at when Swoo says he's all about black people to me to say, yeah, no, you see, that's really a guy who's about black people. That's me inside. But when I see him do what he's saying, I mean, he has to clutch at the straws that he can find in uh, amandaring this thing. Mm. So his rhetoric, I mean, it's like the, the Zuma rhetoric now that Jailing Zuma is a win for WMC. What yeah, monopoly and capital? And selling Bosch mafia. And selling yeah. Bosch mafia. I mean, Zuma yeah. is 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 a. He was a president. He was a president. He had you know no, I mean? yeah. no real program yeah. that we can all see. People ran around union buildings trying to act like revolutionaries, and it's not like he was this guy who was saying, "Amanda, guys, well done." You get what I'm saying? So yeah. we we can adopt the language. And that's what I think a lot of yeah, us sure. have done. Mm-hmm. Adopted the language. Mm-hmm. But we've not explored in real terms its implications. So it means that essentially we are lying. Yeah, definitely. Because we're not willing to do that work. Because it's hard work, man. It's painful work. It's tough work to talk about how do I social engineer a new society. For if you if you're honest, it, it impacts how you use your money. It impacts, oh, it's 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 too, hey man, it's 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 too much, and you can see from how they operate. It's not really, you know, these guys, man. I think they get it, and they are lying, man. So maybe yeah, and and it has and become it has become pop. It become pop language. Shame. It has become. So 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 I'm expecting it from them to yeah. use. The rhetoric for their yeah. own benefit because it's not honest man yes. and my thing is where would the honesty come from the honesty would have come if there was a more critical engagement with our society what are we doing and that's there's not enough of that not not a lot of people well not enough people do it in the platforms that can create one's thinking about the world so how do i expect these people to be these honest characters as you are saying, people are building roads. Anyway, this is this is what bothers me. For example, in Vendane, there's this street. The guy who lives at the top of the street is a CEO. Yeah, maybe I'm drunk. I don't know. I can't remember. He's a CEO of the lottery or something. Wow. Or the national lottery. Yeah. He drives a Bentley. Hmm. A Bentley. So it's 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 a more it's the township side of the rural area, man, where yeah, people have yeah. got big houses. Yeah. There's electricity. They've got water from time to time. Those kind of. Uh, but this road <laughs> that goes up to his house is filled with unbelievable potholes. So I'm in Venda one December and I'm seeing this Bentley drive up. 
he's just damaging the tires in real terms. These are not potholes. These are holes. Like yeah. just so. <laughs> just, yeah. It would better to just make the road gravel as opposed to this yeah. half tar. And who do you have at the top? The CEO of the National Lottery. This society is broken. Even he, with his power, can't pave that road. And I'm sure he knows the people who paved. He can't squeeze them to become more human, for example. Guys, come on. You guys must fight for these things. There's nothing he can do. In fact, he's a fighter of the people with no real methodology of fighting. What do you mean by by the last part? He's got no structure with which to fight, but you can position himself like that. And at the abs- in the absence of a real methodology to help the people, you have to exploit them. <laughs> you, you, you almost have to. So, so I think Fanon does speak about what he calls the pitfalls of national consciousness, that you guys don't understand that the time period just after liberation the guys who step into that seat are now going to oppress <laughs> the people because they have not thought thoroughly about the seat that they've undertook. There is no national consciousness. There's no understanding of what we are doing. As I'm saying, as an accountant, you're also not sure. As a soccer player starting to play in Wotabelo, you're not sure how you're going to make PSL, yeah. if PSL is the highest league. Um, so... Those structures of society, Fanon says, post-liberation, so to speak, the guys who come in, man, shouldn't expect too much from them, other than that they are going to exploit you like the charlatans that they really are. Because but not but is he saying me. that's unavoidable, or is he saying that what usually happens? I think he, when I listen more deeply, I think he's saying it's unavoidable. Hmm. I think, because what, what the society before has done is it's, it's really crushed systems of understanding the world. I mean, Joe, in 1985, people couldn't vote in this country. So it means they had no say. <laughs> they had no say about what was going on. These are not people who've thought about how do you structure society. They've never had that opportunity. And now they have to think about these things. And when they're thinking about it, there's all this money that they can get. I mean, how the hell is, 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 is Ramaphosa a billionaire? Come on. It doesn't, follow. it doesn't make sense in any society. He doesn't sell anything. He doesn't, he doesn't have anything. He hasn't invented mm. anything. When our billionaires are people like Bill Gates, they tell you what they did. Yeah. Steve Jobs, they tell you what they did. This guy, this is how guys made money in South Africa, or Tokyo, and them. Guys got shares at APSA or mines. They would go to the mine and say, let me take 10% of that. The BE, was it the BE? It was those BE deals. Yeah. And then 10 years later, so they buy those shares by a loan. And that loan is given to them by another bank or another institution for them to be able to buy those shares. So you buy the shares on loan from another established institution. When you've bought the shares from this established institution, 10 years was on, they walk around saying Jebe is our black partner, right? When Jebe is their black partner, 10 years from there, your shares mature. When they mature, you take your money and now you're a billionaire, you're a millionaire because what's 10% of Absa? What's 10% of Lonmen? Those are big bucks. So you then get the money. 
not done much work for it. But what you did do is allow them to live how they wanted to say. One day I can talk about it more cleanly, about the role Ramaphosa plays in Marikana, even before the whole um, protest, even before the whole protest. But your society enables you to have characters like that. And it's so damning. It's got nothing to do with the protest, this part that I'm talking about. Mm. It's, it's a precursor to the protest, which explains how he lived his life, how he took his role as, an, as a shareholder in the mine. Uh, it's crazy, man. Yeah. So in a society like that, I'm just not expecting too much from him. But someone like who can come out and speak, I'm just happy he's trying something. You get what I'm saying? Saying yeah. trying to find loopholes inside the structures. But losing. he's wrong. <laughs> losing. Yeah. 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 That's what he was about. But he's wrong for, 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 for exploiting poor kids. But I also think I'm just as susceptible to his exploitation. Uh, but but then when you do that, don't you also how can I put it? Because if if he was to hear someone criticize his academy i can almost predict this age it will be when they see a black man doing something good they criticize mm-hmm. them they want to tear them down haters you know you know and that like language this. is used a lot yeah yeah so but the moment so so my problem is with someone like you who, who does respect dj's book for his hustling aren't you affirming those arguments of his which because he'll never get called out. I mean, he can never do no wrong. Because any wrong that he does that he got called out for is people not wanting to see a black businessman hustling and wanting to take over the big other companies. They all want to see the white people. You know what I mean? He'll never get called out with that language because we, we because we are scared that when we criticize him, we... Because okay, at least to you when, you, when you look at him, we look at it like that. But I think most people just see fall for it they just go yes it's right we'll protect our djs boo we are tired of mm. these who, who think only white businesses should do uh, hands energy off. drinks you know what i mean hands, hands, and, off, hands off djs boo. Hands, hands off djs boo release djs boo <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah the, 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 whatever the recent hashtag of zuma is now you know what i mean so so that, that's not my problem. I don't think most people who are supporting him, for example, are thinking about it the way you are, for obvious reasons that you you have, you have stated as well. Mm-hmm. So the moment he doesn't get called out by people who can see that uh, uh, sneaky behavior, he'll it will look like he, you know, it's fine. Come on, he's been on radio for a long time. Why can't the poor guy have a, 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 a radio academy? Other people have done it. Other white people have done it as well. Why mm. do you want everyone to go to vets to mm. do radio there? Why can't DJs boo do it on the side? And you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, mm. because even the story of how he himself got into radio is also a story of that. You know what I mean? It's like exactly. he's going to mm. teach them his methods of getting to radio. I remember when uh, on that seminar when someone asked the question about the the voice. The, the, how to train your radio voice. And Garth said, come on, it's not a big deal. But later on, then DJs started talking and he reflected back on that question. It's like, but even my voice, when I tried to get into radio, everyone was telling me, you can't get in. You know what I mean? And it was a, and it was a cute story, Shame. And you know, come on. We all know it was a, a story of someone who conquered against all mm. odds. Against uh. all, and he makes it sound like it's his power that got him in, in a way. To, let, let me explain what I mean by that. So... Yes. 
he'll get into met- metro will hire him even with that khosha khosha voice <laughs> but tomorrow it's, it won't be a metro gave me a chance even when my voice was like this it will be i'm so powerful even when many were saying i can't get it because metro could have just said no dude we can't hire someone who sounds like that and he mm-hmm. might never know of dj's boo mm-hmm. but he when he sells these ideas he sells them like it's somehow his own doing that mm-hmm. like a metro mm-hmm. couldn't help but hire him he he conquered sure. the system but he was hired mm-hmm. he was employed by someone he didn't build his own radio station and succeed all by himself that same metro mm-hmm. that he today he's saying uh, wanted to destroy his business it's the same metro fm that hired him despite his his voice Sure. So he sells that idea to this to this uh, students of his. Yeah. You must give them an opportunity to also see your power. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You are also, you, you were this amazing guy who managed to be so so persistent. Yeah. They you're couldn't. You were sticking around in the studios like <laughs> like you're saying with you in the last episode about VFM. You're sticking around there. Sure. You. You're not employed doing people tea. I'm sure he has stories like that. And and it got to a point where they couldn't help, but get seduced by that voice which they thought was not sexy. Yeah. Because <laughs> after all, I pushed and I pushed. Yeah. And see, for me, those pushing stories are signs of a lack of 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 of, of a structure. To him, because he has to use it, it's a sign that yeah, now he's a seriously football losing guy. He's gone out of his way. I like. I wonder for the day he tells us about the Mzege Mzege story. The yeah, day think, he tells and, us, and I think that one he's saving it for a book. I'm sure he's gonna write a book about that one. The day he tells us that story. Yeah. You will also and hear. And then shame was, uh, but that one was a, was a good one. Shame. I mean, the Mzege Mzege thing was was genius. I don't know how to lie. Sure. Mzege thing was genius, and he was not stealing people out of their money. Mzege Mzege was recording albums. He was putting out music, and when you liked him, you can buy his. So he was not. Yeah, but here's the gimmick, right? Mzege uh, Mzege is the biggest CS records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it is entertainment. I mean, the concept of Mzege Mzege is a concept of entertainment. Is a concept, and it works. You see, but only a street smart guy can get to those. Levels. Sure, definitely, and I'm not saying he doesn't have the street smartness, but the street smartness uh, uh, mingled with—is it Machiavellia? Is that the word? When yeah, you are, you are, yeah. yeah. When it's mixed with that, you also get to pick up on people's weaknesses. Look, even though we don't we don't know the full story, but the rumors that are going around with Zahara, what he did to Zahara. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? This is seeing some uh, talented uh, young woman from the Eastern Cape who made good music, and instead of seeing an opportunity to make a big artist out of her, he sees mm. an opportunity to hustle. Now he's hustling. And, and, and you know what I mean? She must be his next hustle. And and hey, yeah, because yeah, uh, but there's questions of structure, age, but I can't help but also think of there's also just general human susceptibility to these things. I mean, take even the the guys we were talking about, the motivational speaker guys we were talking about. Uh, even mm. let's take Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey's biggest audience is white housewife women, yeah. who who the structure is really not oppressing that much, but there's still just a general human need to feel a sense of purpose in the world to you know this we just still human things like that's why i'm saying the structure but you see the way you will talk about oprah for example yeah it's not through exploitation but through an appeal to a human need right 
That's yes. how you would speak about. But there's yes, no yes. way. There's no way you're going to talk about people eating grass as an appeal to a human need. Simply, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. There's no way you're going yeah. to talk about our football where everybody's getting in by envelopes yeah. through through. No, everybody's got a need to be successful. There's no way you're going to talk about corruption in that language. You get mm. what I'm saying? Mm. So yeah, that susceptibility of humanness is there, and I don't yeah. dispute it. Mm. It gets more serious when hey, the issues are now, for me, across too many areas, for one, um, and are now at the core of existence. Like they, they are now affecting people's ability to exist in more ways than one. People get please explain that. I don't know if I'm getting you. Can you please explain? So you say, so you're saying there's no way I'm going to talk about Oprah as I do about the pastors in South Africa. Yeah, that's not. So are you saying, are you saying I shouldn't be able to? Or are you saying it's not right that I don't? I want to understand your point. It's not right that you do. You can't do that. Yes, and yes, say, yes. And Use, okay, oh. human beings are susceptible to a lot of things. Yeah. Look at what Oprah managed to do and gain an audience with white middle wife, middle class women. Yes, people are easily fooled, or people can be. Someone can appeal to people because people have got a human need. Yeah. Now that you've explained that about Oprah, you're like, you see, it happens the same way with pastors we've made people eat grass get sprayed with doom it's the same oh, way people have got it yes it's yes, the yes. same yes yes but i hear you i hear you so, yeah but now its impact what is happening at the output end of this human need that we all have yeah i don't think we are disagreeing can i maybe re-explain what I, how, how i meant to say it so my argument there was not really about i was not saying uh is the same exactly the same force at play mm. but i say there is also an element of that force so sure. let's take so so uh, an opera's case is just purely humans looking for a sense of uh, purpose in life or a sense to feel sure. uh, you know what i mean in in the case of let's say congregations in south africa the, those particular ones mm. there's that element and there's the element you're talking about Mm -hmm. So, and, and also there's the, now the impact is even greater because earlier on, if you notice, I didn't even want to discuss the motivation speakers when they were at Galaga State because they are not the <laughs> yeah. same, they are not the same as what DJ Spoo is doing. Because those ones, it's, mm. it's people who, who, and they're probably people who can afford that to start with. So I don't think they are, yeah. they are people who are, they are the same people that are sure. students in DJ Spoo's academy, you know what I mean? So the force that's at play there is kind of a different force. It's just people wanting to feel their full potential and achieving greatness <laughs> in life sure. and achieving uh, what are those acronyms? They always have these acronyms. H, can I, they say? Push, pray until something happens. You know, those are just people trying to push until something happens. But the, <laughs> sure. and to a certain extent, even the students in DJ's booth um, academy have that element as well. Yeah, like we all do. Well, yeah. We do want to feel like bit, we had yeah. a bigger impact in the world. But in addition to that, there's an element of sheer desperation and, and being unemployed and, and, and all these things. So, yeah. yeah. And now what may, what could make it worse is now when you are starting to actually create, to cause damage. Because all that happened to the guys at Galaga is they lost their 5,000 and they were lied to. 
and they can go back to work yeah. on Monday, feeling pumped up for a week and go and buy diaries and motivational books. That's, that's the worst <laughs> that's going to happen to them. But at the, congreg- the congregants who are, who are eating grass, man, that's, that could have other impacts, uh, and health impacts and all, all sorts sure. of things. Who their kids sometimes oh. even get sexually assaulted, uh, raped by, by this pastor, by pastor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a different impact altogether. And there's different yeah. force at play. So that's what I was trying to do. I was not saying I can just just equate what happens exactly to what happens. Equate what happens in South Africa in the in the churches to what happens with Oprah Winfrey and other sure. the, other motivational speakers in America. Yeah. Sure, sure. So so I mean that's that's very true. And my thing is human needs will always be there. Human beings sure. will always be human beings. Since time immemorial. I don't think we've changed. Even the ability of people to colonize countries, for me, is just another part of human existence. These are guys who were living, found opportunities, exploited them. I don't hustle, like this idea. They hustled their way to the world, found himself in DRC as King Leopold did, and destroyed the whole country without even stepping foot in it. That's just the nature of human people. That's what they do. They could take the Bible, spin it back and forth, and made it make sense to them and sell it to people the way, the way they wanted to sell it, even to the death of people. People do that. It's human beings. We are such an odd animal. Even the other animals probably look at us like, damn, yeah. <laughs> look at those niggas, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't dispute our human, um, now we're, we're a weird bunch. But now there's institutional structures of a society that minimize how this humanity that we have spews itself out, this capacity Definitely. to be evil, this capacity to be vile and wrong to someone else. Or to be gullible on the other side. Yeah, or, right. And yeah. to be gullible on the other yeah. side. When you've got structures, you bring it back. I can't be in despair if I could go to a proper pitch in Botabelo to play and see my future even from here. Right? So it means when Jomosono comes with that envelope, it's not all that I'm running for, you get? Yeah. Or if Spoo says you're going to be the next radio person, because I've seen at school, I could explore my talents. I could explore what it means to speak, what confidence sounds like, what a voice is like. If I could exp- explore that, let's say in school, when I'm unemployed and I've got ambitions for the media space, it wouldn't be as easy to just spew out 3.5. In return, and it will also be, and it will also be easier to to spot bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And at the same time, even me, who wants to bullshit people, I have to think twice or thrice about how to do it. You get what I'm saying? So, African society maybe was open to being <laughs> colonized because of its own openness to let people in. Um, okay, we live together. I'm not saying there are these good people, but yeah. there was a general. This is our I mean, welcoming I'm, visitors, uh, you know hospitality. For, for, for the longest time between 1800s and the early 1920s, 1930s, South Africa literally belonged to white people. I don't know if you get how deep that like, is. Like, what, what do you mean by that when you say literally belonged? Like, so, South Africa was divided into two. There was a Transvaal, mm-hmm. which is like from parts of Free State going up. And there was the Cape Colony, which is... Northern Cape, Eastern Cape, and those other capes down here. 
Cape Colony, it's Cecil John Rhodes. Uh, Transvaal, it's uh, Paul Kruger. Mm. Cecil John Rhodes is the prime minister here in the Cape Colony. Wow. The prime minister up there is Paul Kruger. That's South Africa. So there's no mention of these black people who think they're important. All they were doing at that point was fighting. But these guys had penetrated the country so deep that they had divided it amongst each other. That's why today to even talk about land is such a difficult thing. Because you're talking about guys who have built their lives here. Sister John Rose made mines. Uh, Paul Kruger had the gold. Kruger Rands follows from the wealth that he managed to amass from the Transvaal here in Jobek, Vitvater's Rand, all the way up, owning Kruger National Park and so on, right? And the Sister John Rhodes creating Rhodes University, UCT, all that stuff there at the bottom is also part of the ownership. So I'm saying they could have a prime minister, a president, <laughs> and these black people who are the majority in this country have not voted at all. They have not <laughs> they have not had a say in what happens. They are not making laws. The laws are just made against them. Even before the 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 Bantu, the Bantu, uh, even before the Natives Land Act, there's the Glen Grey Act, where Cecil John Rhodes comes out and says. Hey guys, any kid over 18 who is black must be forced to go work. Otherwise, they must pay a 10 shillings tax. That's just a law that he could make. He didn't consult these black people that he's talking about. So I'm saying maybe it was open. It gave him an opportunity. He could see maybe these guys are not interested in administering their lives through our law books. You get what I'm saying? Then they created a society. He becomes prime minister without people voting. Paul Kruger does the same. That's South Africa, 18, late 1890s. Anglo-Boer wars are coming from the tensions between Transvaal and, and the Cape Colony. These guys are fighting for a country where they are immigrants, but they've infiltrated themselves so deep into that country, they own it. So what I'm trying to just say by that is that... <laughs> They manage to take ownership of it. It's it's human nature. People do this. People take hold of a country the way these guys have, while the actual uh, natives are, are are put into corners. These things happen. We are living with that reality. There's no need to see it as this supernatural force. It's human beings in existence. But when you have the right kind of structural systems, let's say you had a big um, army that could fight off the creation of a Cape Colony and shoot these people to death, then you would minimize our own susceptibility to just bow down to whatever they wanted to do in the Cape Colony, take our gold, take our diamonds out in the Northern Cape, right? But at the same time, you would also scare them to question themselves a little bit. Hey, can we just enter the country that has an army that can kill us? You see, so that's now when you've created a, a structural methodology of existence that sort of like turns down our own natures to to exploit others or to be wrong to others so you create that methodology your environment creates it so it's like a child who grows up and i think Chappelle makes this point that a child who who grows up being showed love it's tough for that child to then have self-confidence issues for mm -hmm. example but it's just a home structure issue mm -hmm. what do you feed the child and part of it is not to give the child as these young black middle-class parents have chosen to do, that if you buy the child everything, it shows that you love them. 
and then they become spoiled kids who don't know how to interact with others. Their emotional intelligence is low. No, but actually showing them love, listening to them, engaging them, calling them out when they are wrong. That's a, a structural issue that minimizes the opportunity for when the child goes out and they told him and they tell him he's got a big head. He thinks it's the end of the world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so can I ask this? Can I ask this? Listening to, to, to what you are saying. So, there's a, so, so these days it's almost vulgar to ever, ever, even, ever insinuate to any extent that things might have changed since '94. You don't dare say that because everyone, we're all on the same page about, uh, Rainbow Nation was bullshit and things are still the same. Uh, um, what's the name of the book? Uh, Caesar's book? Uh, Democracy and Delusion. No, no, no. The new. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it. Uh, the new apartheid. Someone might even say it's not new apartheid. It's still the same apartheid continuing. Nothing else. It's like there's, there's the, what I like to call the red pill mentality of people being proud that they figured out that Rainbow Nation was a, one big lie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to ask this question, H. What would progress look like in in the way you just explained how things were uh, uh, built from from the word go? What would progress look like, and what would what would need to happen um, structurally for Equina in Indigenous Bus class to realize that wait, what I'm being taught here is not uh, academically sound way of looking at radio but mm. just motivational bullshit talk to give me fake positivity what would that look like because i'm wondering will we will we be able to i i, I also agree with a lot of people that uh, little has changed but i wonder uh, little has changed since other people use 94. Probably you think 94 is very arbitrary. You probably have really an, an earlier date. I know you probably have an earlier date where we should start counting from. Sure. Yeah. How would we see when there's progress? Because other people uh, are even uncomfortable to say this because the red people will shut them down. People would say things like, no, but black people are now, uh, they have big positions in, in, in big corporations. They are even now mm. presidents. You know what I mean? So... That, that was a slight change, and a red pill person would say, no, even those ones are still controlled by the system, they're still operating mm. under the same system. Mm. Mm. How and when would we see that, no, wait, I think the structure is being dismantled now. So I've got a book here. This is the book yeah. that I was reading before we got into the court. Yeah. Um, so the book is called, is Ayabonga Tawes, um, The Economy on Your Doorstep. You can see it, ne? Yeah. The book is called, called The Economy on Your Doorstep. The economy. the economy on your doorstep, it says. Okay. The political economy that explains why the South African economy misfires and what we can do about it. I the economy that explains, say, say the subtitle again. The political economy that explains why the South African economy misfires and what we this, can do about it. Misfires. Yeah, misfires. Like why it keeps shooting blanks. Oh, misfires. Okay. Yeah. And what we can do about it. I implore you to get the book yeah. as an accountant. South Africa doesn't have an analysis of this kind. South Africa needs more analysis of its existence of this nature. I actually had a meeting with him to try to put it on audio. 
he insisted that he doesn't think it's 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 audio type because it's got graphs, some points, and all that kind of stuff. But I I, I have read parts of it. I'm convinced we can do this in audio. So I spoken to him before the book was published. If not, just parts of it, just parts of it to get people to get to understand what the book is about. The economy on your doorstep, right? I don't want to get too much into what the book talks about, but to understand why just having a guy who's a who's a CEO at APSA is is not a good measure of progress, or even what progress means in and of itself is is, is, is a different question because. I mean, South Africa's history is so underexplained to the general population. It saddens me the more of it I find. Black people were not, black people lived in this country, but they were not, how can I call it? They were, they were not, how can I call it? They were not people in the country. They were just there. They were livestock. Yep. They might as well be the animals at Kruka National Park. Exactly. They were being used, right, for the mines, the diamond mines, Sassisil John Rhodes, the Transvaal mines here, Paul Kruger and them when they found the gold up here in the Transvaal. Um, they were extensions used for the Anglo-Boer War, even though it wasn't their war. Um, there were laws that could be made willy-nilly whether it's the Natives Land Act, whether it's the Glen Grey Act that I spoke about now, <laughs> whether it is the Bantu Education Act, whether it's the Group Areas Act. This is South Africa's history. And this history is very current, like it's not an old history. So South Africa has got this long history that really doesn't cut or begin in 94, but we are not given an opportunity to stretch it. So when we're not given an opportunity to stretch it, we then start to operate from a 1994 lens, as you say. And then what we do with that 94 lens is that we start to find small things that make it easy for us to make sense of how things have happened. Things like freedom of movement. You know, in South Africa, there was a curfew, man, before. Yeah, the cities, yeah. Where black people had to get out. This is even yeah. before. <laughs> the state of emergence like they had to get out of the suburbs oh, yeah, we've yeah. spoken about this yeah, we spoke about this in our, in our first episode people yeah. love the suburbs also because hey at some point they had to get out at a certain point in time so part of it is you then find freedom of movement as a big thing right yeah. it sounds special it's not it's it's a human right it's an existence that's just supposed to be there there's no need to find joy because of your address that you are it's normal. It's not. It's not awesome to be allowed to talk. It's normal. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Part of it, for example, it because of this history, because of this curfew, you create an industry like the taxi industry, which really is a reaction to the idea that people had to have an influx into the suburbs and then get out. So influx control laws create people who must then try to merge townships and suburbs. But also central to that is that the township is created, as I said earlier, to then use these black people as livestock for purposes of mining, for working in the white people's houses. Cleaning houses, so. yeah. Houses, garden work and whatever. So that's now another symptom which creates the taxi industry.
I mean, it makes sense why the taxi industry couldn't work too much on what you would call standards of a taxi. Because why? You needed to climb that taxi if you needed to go to work and come back. Otherwise, you'd be stranded in the in the in the suburb. Next thing you are you're being chased, you're being arrested, and so on. But it creates another industry now. It creates the, the taxi industry, which today is giving us issues. But second, thirdly, it creates weird movement lines. So here in the suburbs, I've been having this conversation with some of the guys that we are fighting over that. Why isn't there public transport? There's no need that people must just have cars. There's no need. I'm going to a mall right here. I'm gonna, I've got no public transport. Uber is not public transport. For me, it still counts as... As, as, as private transportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no public transport in the suburbs whatsoever. Public transport in the suburbs picks you up and takes you to town. You can't move around the suburbs because they didn't need to move around these white people. They've got their own cars. And public transport is usually for those of us who can't afford to be able to move around. right? But when in a country where movement is a luxury, hey, Cars become so important. You pay premium for moving around, yeah. You pay premium for moving around. And because you want to pay premium for... Now it matters what kind of car you have. Now you are in more debt than you should be in because of these other issues that come in as impacts of the history of this country around movement. So I'm just touching on movement, right? So it means you start seeing the idea that a black guy can live in a suburb as 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 movement, as as progress. Uh, the fact that Njeve can afford a Mercedes Benz uh, as movement, as progress, because this society does not necessarily exist with you in mind. So it's created its own methodologies of existing. Those who actually live in this society, this South Africa that I'm talking about, the real one, the one where black people are livestock. That one can exist outside, outside your problems. White people can live. So a good example is my neighbors. These kids, three of them, didn't necessarily do well in school, but they've managed to create sound businesses. He does music. He's handy. He can oh, work in a. In that way, I thought it sounded like good. <laughs> sound, no, sound, sound, but sound music, as well. I suspect. Uh, Guitars and all that. So you can imagine his man. He's not this guy who has to celebrate. Hey, look at God. When God shows up, he shows off just because he graduated from this. He yeah. doesn't have that. It's doesn't not serve doesn't serve a living God. Doesn't serve a living God. See, and I'm I'm subjected to that level of existence. You understand? Yes. Yeah. It must mean so much. You know how black kids are. I'm the first to graduate from my family. But you're not sure what this graduation does for, for you and your family. Has it helped you understand your family better? These new research methodologies that you learned from, how have they helped you? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Can I ask the HR? So I'm, because... I'm, I'm taking a long drive to, to, to get yeah. to the point, but I really wanted to make points around South yes. Africa post. They're painting a picture. Yes. Yeah. Trying to yeah. paint a picture. Of just other things. So before you ask the question, I still want to ask answer your your initial one. So progress becomes difficult to explain in that instance because whatever you're doing is really clutching at small things. A good example is this movement you have had to do from Venda to here. I'm in the suburb. I don't feel like I live here. I don't exist here. 
I don't know when malls are going to be erected. I don't know when they are going to paint the tar road, right? I don't know who's the one cancel. Know the cancel. I was going to ask you. At least I don't know, know that. the one cancel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had a meeting. I remember there was a community meeting I went. Mm. Um, just white guys, two or three black people here and there. Funny enough, those two and three black people even speak Afrikaans. Now I was shocked. I'm like, God damn, I don't understand Afrikaans. Yeah. Because it's more like an, an Afrikaans township this side, right? That's me here in the suburb. I live here 24-7, but I feel like I don't belong. I went to a school. I feel like I don't belong to the school either, right? I say, when you ask me, when I say, where is home? <laughs> I say, it's, it's, it's Venda. But when I go to Venda, they also look at me like, hey, chief, you don't... Which vendor are you talking about? Yeah. And your vendor is not up to par, as would be the case. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So this is me. I'm a child. I'm a black person in this country. What is making me live this migrant labor system is not just because it's it's a it's a function of the structural position that this country was put in, where black people were livestock, had to come all the way from Venda here to be migrant laborers, to take some of what they can get to take it back, and as such destroy their own communities wherever they may have come from. And at the same time, it had created communities based on languages. So it means that our ability to connect as a people is also limited. So we've got issues which makes it difficult to say, okay, the chairperson of Bidvest is 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 black. Oh, black people have pro <laughs> black people have progressed because the progress you want, the progress you are looking for, is one that can create a society where you can feel like you are part of this society and you are not adding numbers because black people are adding numbers to things that are already running. They're just adding numbers into the workplace, whether it's the PwC. Structurally, we are not performing with our own selves. We are performing in line with the terms and lines that we found there. Because we are not becoming accountants because it directly feeds your mother. Like, if you get what I'm saying, we're coming here so that we can go get jobs. Jobs from companies that are already in existence. Not because we actually, as you said, I remember the last time that education is not necessarily about going to make money. It's yeah. about expanding your own sense of existence and finding where you can contribute to society in the best way. So South Africa doesn't have a society. So even when you then go and get education and you move out with it, it doesn't help you expand your contribution to society properly. It aligns you for, 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 for a job if you've got accounting, if you are a lawyer here, if you are an engineer there, to go work at Sasol, Escom, a bank, or an accounting firm. But the bank, the accounting firm, Escom, Sasol, they don't necessarily exist directly to the issues that are pertinent to the people of Tabanchu. Even the people of Tabanchu think of these things as far away from them. So you don't have a country, you don't have a society. So even whichever black guy you can find to make president and make a billionaire, <laughs> right? Our existence, our relationship with South Africa is skewed in a weird way because it's it's got owners in, the, in a big way, if you get what I'm saying. South Africa's got its owners. And owners not in the sense that they own the economy. I don't even want to say it like that. But who feel like this is where they are contributing in line with their education to expand the horizons of their society much more 
than you and I. The guys who can do a, a university there, a solidarity university. The guys who were at the core of the establishment of, of, of University of Pretoria, UJ, Stellenbosch. Those were created as institutions for contributions into society. But then on the other hand, the University of Venda within people is not started because he's interested in the idea of knowledge for the people around him. He managed to convince the the apartheid government that he will from there throughput people who could come and and work the side if you get what i'm saying so it's not similar to to the schools that your dad started the the private schools or is it not in the same way you wouldn't say it's in the same well they, those come a little bit later it's no but i'm saying the similar fashion in terms of oh the private yeah. schools yeah yes. the sense of ownership that they even had yeah. with those schools was similar it was not yeah. This thing that is mine that I'm proud of, that I'm trying to use to contribute to society. Yeah. It was just, ah, well, people must go to school. Okay, why the hell not? It's that yeah. kind of vibe. So yeah. that creates a society. So hey, I'm still doing a long drive to still say that, hey, man, it's tough to then say, okay, you can now drive a car. Yeah, but before, before you even answer, my question was not really, it was still on the diagnosis because so far what you've done still, is still the diagnosis, right? It's true. Sure breaking down where the pro problem actually lies, what sure. the, the nature of the problem is, right? But now what I wanted to ask you earlier, when you were talking, uh, because when you diagnose the problem, you took ordinary day-to-day -day life situations that are an indication of the system in operation. So the taxi um, industry as an example. So day-to-day mm. -day people take taxis, go to work in the suburbs and come back. And you are saying yes. we are not fully aware of the system at play, which which is the foundation on which that that that, that industry was created. Yes. But when you come to now, uh, I don't want to say ridicule examples that are used as sign of progress. Those mm -hmm. ordinary examples all of a sudden are not valid anymore. Like I said, you it sounds like now you are ridiculing them. So you say. People take taxis to the suburbs, and that's a sign that the bigger system created uh, the suburbs and the townships. Townships, mm -hmm. black people live there, uh, suburbs, white people live there, and that's why we ended up, and there was a curfew as well, which it's, a, it's also an, a big contribution to why there was even a taxi system in the first place. But if I said to you, would it, why wouldn't it be progress if one day, um, all those black people in that township are living in the suburbs and they don't need to use a taxi anymore. You'd say that's a silly example because that doesn't say anything about the system. You'd say the system is still at play. But why doesn't that mundane example still give us an indication somehow of how the system is starting to change? Wait, what's the example that you're making? So, so you see, exactly, it's already starting to sound ridiculous. <laughs> so you say people use taxis, mm -hmm. and that's a powerful example of why this, how the, the 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 townships and suburbs and the the curfews that was there at the time created this industry. Mm -hmm. The example of mm -hmm. using a text is a mundane example, mm -hmm. but you appreciate that it tells us something about the biggest system, about the structure, yeah. right? Yeah. And I say, okay, let's say now uh, everyone in Soweto now lives in Florida and everyone in Tembisa lives in Mirren, which is what always happens. Okay. We eventually move there, they can now afford, or not even that, let's say 
Tembisa starts to become a midrand because people can afford to build nicer houses, they can build better roads and, and all that. Let's let's actually put it that way. So again, what happened? So, so Tembisa is it becomes as good as a midrand, as an example, or it's a way to become as good as a Florida or a Rodeport in terms of the people there become can afford nicer houses now, they have nicer jobs in town and all that. They can they don't need to have to I guess use the taxis anymore. Like mm. they can afford the same standard of living that the people in the nearby suburb uh, afford. In fact, it, it stops becoming a definition of a township. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If someone was to use that example, you'd find that example as a ridiculous example to say, that's not real progress. Yeah, but then how have you come to this shift, man? Like what happened? Because that would also be some deliberate steps being taken the same way those guys did an influx control which then creates the taxi industry how did how did midrand tembisa become midrand how did more people be, live in midrand than tembisa how was how how did roy skral roy skral become a black uh, town like what happened i mean there must be some deliberate steps it can't just be yeah, but but what was the what's the what's the point of your question? I want, I want to understand where you're trying to so get to. So I'm saying the other one, the mundane yeah. example that I'm then yeah. using of yes. follows from influx control laws, yes. follows from need to have movement between townships and 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 suburbs because yes. people were moving from the townships into the suburbs, yes. working and then had to go out. So they yes. had to be in, and that then creates that taxi industry is very much a suburbia to 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 township uh, township suburbia industry but fantonder doesn't have a need to help me move around even now that i live here you get that the suburb doesn't have its own (laughs) taxi industry within the suburb as would be the case it's a different local you get what i'm saying Mm. like there's 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 there were deliberate laws, influx control laws, yes. created the industry. Yes. So now you're saying, okay, another and those laws are not there. Let's start. Let's start here. Those laws are not there. Let's let's start there. Those Wait. laws, I'm saying the laws, the curfews are not okay. there. For example, so the laws that created that system to end up existing are not there. But the mm. argument is, but people are still in the same position in a way, despite those laws not being there. I think that's like the big argument. Like people still have to take a taxi from so way to two. Yeah, but I mean, sent in. But yes, but so so, so remember, remember that I think we are trying to get to the to the question of what would progress look like. And I'm saying it feels sometimes to me it feels like we'll never ever have a definition of progress because whatever happens, we'll find a way to ridicule it because we'll always say there's a system at play. So hence. I know you haven't gotten to the answer of what would that system not being a play anymore look like? No, but I'm trying to get to understand what you're saying, this progress then like what are these deliberate steps you are taking in 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 the direction of finding this 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 progress? Like what are you doing? Oh, like, like I said, let's say for example as things are going now, let's say I don't know, Ramaphosa's economy goes well and people get more jobs and people can afford better houses. Like how? 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 What how, do you mean how? Like what did it, what happened? Because what you must understand hmm. is that like what needs to happen what, what, because it sounds like there's something that what what are you doing deliberately that can make people end up 
buying more houses. Like, I mean, the assumption here can't be that this system as it is works and can squeeze some of us into it. And eventually all of us will be squeezed into it because you must trace this uh, magic portion that of, a, of an economy that works. You must squeeze that in line with the fact that 94 is not a moment. It's mm. a part of a long history. Right, you haven't changed being livestock to the system. That's why you have to move from Tabanchu to Vets for the purposes of an accounting degree. That's why the Bantu stands are still very much uh, hubs of vendor people in one corner, Kosa people in one corner, and that stuff. So this society then doesn't just change by the strike of a law. It's still got this structural element underneath it. So when you are saying yes, that and, and I'm saying change, I'm asking you, how? So I, what happened? So are you saying? So, so okay, uh, uh, because I think that okay, the example with the Tembisas and 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 Midran maybe confused my point. So let's take the one you just made that I have to move to Tabancho to Vets if I want a good degree. That's what you're saying, mm-hmm. and that's an indication of a system at play that created Bantu stands. Uh, am, I, mm. am I am I am I characterizing what you're saying accurately? Yes, yes, yes. So in a nutshell, in a nutshell. So are you saying progress would be if I don't need to do that anymore? Would that be because to me it starts to feel like if I said um I don't need to do that anymore, somehow there would still be an argument of no, just because you don't have to do that anymore, the system uh-huh. is still at play. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. What don't you have to do anymore? To move from I don't have to move to Tabancho to Vets anymore to get a good degree. But that's the thing, right? When yeah. how did that happen? That's the question I'm asking. I'm still how? confused by that question. Can can so you are saying at a time when I don't have to move from Tabanchu to Vets to get a, a degree? Yeah. I'm asking you, what happened? What laws did you deliberately put in place so that that changes? So that now the output end of whatever you did is that one doesn't have to go to VITS particularly to get an accounting degree. What did you do? Okay, let's, let's, let me make a, a hypothetical example. Let's say then they yes. built a nice college in Tabancho that I could have, I could have gone to. Yes. That doesn't necessitate me to go to VITS anymore. Would that be an indication of progress? Yes, who's building this thing? The government, the oh, yeah, government. So let me just dive deeper hmm. into this, this, this hypothetical. Mm. Who's building it? The NC government, or the, the government that we have right now, or whoever will be running the or EFF government. Let's say EFF sure. government. Yeah, builds a college in Tabancho, which uh-huh. is good enough for me to not have to go to vet anymore. Would that sure. not be a sign of progress? Yeah, but I'm I'm more interested in how that came about. Like, what did they do? The same ones who I don't understand why why is it not clear that they built the college? I don't understand why when you say how did it come about? They built because, the college. I mean, I'm trying to track these people like. You don't just build a college and then the college becomes, if you get what I'm saying. I mean, these are the same people who are building tar roads and not building the tar roads and building the pavement. So so part of what I'm trying to get at here is that whatever laws you may be talking about in the future that you don't have to do now, those ones in the past, have got a lasting impact into the society. They create a particular kind of people, right? And part of it is that we don't understand the history of our country in this 
Transvaal Cape Colony Way, which is from the 1890s to the 900s. And we are both graduates. You and I are explaining ourselves as graduates, but the both of us don't understand our country in that detail. You are said to be the creme de la creme of this country, right? Yeah. So to speak. But you don't understand. We don't understand that level of detail about our history, how we came to be in this country, let alone Mandela and whatever happened in that time. We don't understand what it means. We don't understand how we came to be. We just understand there was a birth date and then Kisli Kisli Mandela happened. That's our understanding. Yeah. We've got a very yes, basic yes. But we are said to be the creme de la creme. So I'm asking if you and I are these people who we are said to be, okay, this this college, it vumbooked how with these people that we are talking about. But are you trying to get to a point where are you are you trying to establish let me understand this? Are you trying to establish that the college might still be built as just a continuation of the system? The same way Walter is built, right? Yes. New there. Like yes. The same way, uh, 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 even when they are built, who's funding them? I mean, things like that, right? Who's funding yeah. it? Because it's not tax money only that builds a college. Okay? Yeah. There's, there's, there's businesses. Mm. Who are these new businesses, new established businesses that form part of the creation of that college? So, for example, VITS, as you know it, yeah. uh, sits on Vitvatar's land, land. It is an institution, a big institution. It stretches far and wide in terms of the kind of investment it can bring into the university. Uh, I thought, what was, was PWC or KPMG that owned a wing of, of VITS there by, by, by accounting school? So accounting school, yeah. accounting school would be funded by those guys. There are people who've got a vested interest in the existence of VITS. So I've got the luxury of having had to go to speak to the VITS cancel. Yeah. This is the cancel of VITS. Yeah. It was at the time when Vito was trying to create that policy of increasing the number of white people, right? The number of? of white people at res. Oh, at res, yes, yeah. at res, yes, I remember So that. I then, as we go in and engage, this Vito Council is full of white people. I've never seen these white people before, right? Yeah. It's a trips and drives of black guys. The black guys They're are running a res system that they admit that doesn't have enough white people. They're not running a res system. They're running the university. Oh, this is not the res council. So this no. is like an entire university council. Yeah. Entire university council. Abib is the chairperson. Yeah. I'm wondering, what the hell are these white people? Yeah. These are guys who've got a vested interest in the existence of it. These are guys who've got businesses. They've got national investments. They are the ones who, as an institution, VITS means a lot to them from a research and development point of view. Um, because they want the outputs that come from the research done at VITS to feed into how they think about the future of their businesses, how they think about where to take their businesses going forward, whether it be it in the banking industry, in the accounting industry, and so on. Right. That stuff is important to them. These are the businesses. Yeah. This business person is not from Tabancho. This is not a business yeah. person from Tabancho. Sure, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, so what that means is that if you're saying they've built one there, I'm asking who's building it because there should be community-based programs. So I'm not disputing that it is possible and mm. that would be progress. Mm. I'm not disputing that. I'm interested in how you get there given this history because it is possible to get there but still feed the exact same structural system that has been created as has been the case 
in this country, like I'm saying, the private schools my dad did, which are the private schools which made kids learn Venda, uh, learn English, English and, Africans, yeah. and Africans in the name of trying to fit into the system. Guys, if you guys don't learn English, you will live here not being able to speak and you will not be able to articulate yourself into that society. Yeah. So it means that even when you've created these kids, you've damaged them because they are the ones who now speak like, they who speak Venda like me, I can, who are messed up in how they speak. Yeah. So it's, it's it's not that it's wrong, but it's part of the history that you must take into consideration. Um, so part of it is issues of ownership. So a migrant labor system, what it does is that it leaves Motavelo, it leaves Tawanchu, as these places that are not, that don't have real communities, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. The only institution that's left in Tawanchu is really probably funerals and the gatherings for funerals. <laughs> Other yeah. than that, yeah, yeah, currently, but it's my question is, okay, I guess I'll give you a chance then to complete answering the question then. What would progress look like? How would we notice now that things are starting to get better? So if I had to say it, it would be more conversations that speak beyond um, small things like, like, like the cars and staying in the suburbs and the child in Model C schools. But now when people are now taking ownership of their own lives and livelihood. What does like, that mean? Can you please so, explain that on, a, on a, maybe with examples? Because yeah. that's, that's when I'm scared that when when you gave you gave examples to indicate the problems that of the system. Yes. So I want to see examples of what on a day to day basis would be happening. Those, and those like, problems are starting to diminish. Looks like yeah. 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 So for yeah. example, um, I can do a good example in 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 Venda. Right. Yeah. My mom comes from the she comes from the royal house. Yeah, yeah. But the royal house is now fighting over the chair. Over the throne. Yeah. But they've got land. Mm. Land in their name. As the family. As, as family name. Yes. But nobody's got a vision of what to do with this land. Even in their fights. They are not fighting for, we want this vision, we want that vision. They are fighting over the chair. I didn't even want to say throne. That's why I used chair to show <laughs> how mundane is the fight. That's yeah. what they are fighting. I think maybe a simple example would be, even if they were fighting, they shouldn't be fighting over the chair. They should be fighting over a vision of what they want to do with this land. Because what you can do in a land like that, for example, I know that area has got quality um, peanuts, okay. right? It's, it's very well with peanuts. You could start even a manufacturing plant of peanuts to take out uh, peanut butter, I don't know, whatever peanuts stuff you can do, right? You could be more strategic about, okay, what's the new technology in the manufacturing of peanuts? Now, this is when the creme de la creme should be coming into the party. You know, these, these so-called graduates. Yeah. They must be coming in to feed into the research and development of that area. And let the family fight, but let them fight not over the chair, but over the vision. No, we don't think a peanut plant is the one to go. We've got better avocados. So my grandmother calls me every second day saying, people are coming to collect avocados in crates and leaving her with maybe like 2,500 rand to take the avos that are growing from 
have. They're just growing. She's never, she never doesn't water them or anything like that because they're going to use either to sell. Some are probably going to reproduce that into oils, um, avocado oils, probably going to move it into other kinds of things. That's in a society where there's land, as I'm saying, there's avocados, and there's a chief. Progress for me. Let them at least start talking about a. Hey, if people are coming to take avocados in each of these plots of land in each house, surely we've got something we can do with avos, right? Let them can talk I interject about with that. a quick question? I'm going to allow you to speak a quick, quick question. Mm -hmm. uh, can you please, maybe because my, my confusion so far is, okay, they are not talking about the vision of the land. They are just talking about yes. sitting on the chair, like you call it. Yes. How's their lack of not talking about that an indication uh -huh. of the problem with the system? Yes, so it's an indication yeah. in this way. Yeah. My dad grows up there. Right? Yeah. My mom grows up there. Yeah. My mom is a teacher. My dad is a PhD graduate. This is how useless his his PhD is. <laughs> I'm PhD, not saying PhD, stuff I've never told you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. These are guys who grew up there. They went to school there. They lived there. But because of the migrant labor system, what it required from them when they reached a certain age was to move out of that society post-94 and find themselves out here, right? This is a function of the migrant labor system. So they never got an opportunity to think through the issues that they were dealing with in that community, to come up with new ideas, to come up with solutions for what the system is going through in that area, right? So it means that the, the, the thinking forces because of a migrant labor system were chucked out, because of the idea that you had to go and look for money outside this community, they were chucked out. Um, the idea that school, school as they went, is the only way for them to solve their issues. So it meant that they had to leave. But leaving meant that they couldn't concentrate on the development of this society, right? On making it better. I'm not even saying make it a suburb, think through it enough to create a new way of create of, of making a hat. I don't know. Mm. Patent that thing if you can. Use new knowledges. Um, medicinally, right? These are guys, my, my dad didn't grow up with Benelin and Borstol and, 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 and Med Lemon, but they had ways and methodologies that made them better when they were sick take that stuff how can we think through these things to create medicines right that's when you have a society because you have a society that can deal with its problems and think through them but because of south africa's thing uh, as i'm saying we were livestock across the country because people don't have music about for no reason tandis wamazwa has a song like that zahara is a song like that song like that any closer person I'm showing their catalog. Amanda Black is a song like that. There's someone who is moving. It's an experience that we have in this country because we had to leave our place of area. And 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 economy on your doorstep covers a lot of it. So I think it would be a good thing to to also touch on it from there. So this is what I'm saying. The system then creates a migrant labor system that chucks you out of your own society to go and make livelihoods elsewhere. And then when you are chucked out, it means that you'd never sit down and think through where you are. 
about what else can we change? How can we make it better? Maybe we can pave this road. Oh, you can build a house. Okay, let's think about it. Another point is that in vendor now, because a lot of the vendor people who went to school get opportunities to work at Sasol, at banks, at whatever, because they went to school again. Yeah. So what then happens is that they move this side. But when they move this side, of course, the idea is still that their home is where? It's in Venda. So then what they, they, what they then do is that they build houses over there. But they don't, they build houses, but they're buying from cash bills. They're buying from Indian stores who have managed to create hardware stores in that area. So it means that the money that they then make the side, they don't necessarily make it back to the people from a manufacturing point of view, uh, or from a production point of view. They're not buying cash builds now builds itself in vendor, for example. Yeah. But the person who's starting that cash build is not in Java from Tabanjo, as would be the case with any small business in a small in a small area. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to make the money from your own people in your community. That's that's what a small business should be doing, feeding off the people that it has. So Njebe is not the one coming up with this business. It's still Fantonder, uh, Mohammed Marj Galaja, who then manages to create this cash build. So it means I, who's now here, who says home is vendor, wants to build a house. My hardware store is the one that created. So I'm saying in that society, this would change. That small business would come from someone who's from the community because community should be solving its problems. And you solve your problems. That's what they say an entrepreneur does. An entrepreneur solves their problems through what they can see, through what they, 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 they what is around them. Another example would be the schooling system. It wouldn't be so far removed from those kids' realities because if you go to the state, they don't learn about Africa the same way, if you get what I'm saying. It's a by-the-way issue. You still need to get a global understanding of the world, but you use that global understanding to fit into answering your communal problems. And we don't have that luxury here. So in that community, these are some of the examples I could put over and above issues like uh, you could have a, 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 well, a proper curriculum in, in the high school. Uh, like, let the community thrive, even in a township area, right? Or even moving outside Bantustan sort of like mentality. South Africa should become more of a society. For example, I don't see a reason why there isn't a bullet train. From why there isn't? Why there isn't a bullet train. Oh, from Gauteng yeah. to Limbopo, yeah. given the amount of... Uh, People that move every Easter and every Not even weekend. just Easter, weekend. Yeah, every weekend. It's, it's yeah. full. Month end. Month end. Easter, it gets very busy. December, it gets very busy. But because the idea has always been that those people move out to come here, connecting these cities has not been an immediate concern of the society. So it means that even from a South Africa point of view, we are not thinking about our problems outside the problems created by the structural existence with which we have to build the society. Because part of it becomes perceptions, if you get what I'm saying. Perceptions of, of, of okay, do you perceive, how do you perceive a, a transport system? Uh, so South Africa has got a lot of investments from Toyota, from 
from Mercedes-Benz, they've got plants where they built their cars. Mm-hmm. It's foreign direct investment, as it were. So it means when you think about a bullet train, it's going to chow, the guys who buy cars, it's going to... So there's those issues that you now have to grapple with. But you would be grappling with them without anyone else perceiving these things as immediately to be wrong or perceiving them as being, <sighs> let's I'm not talk there. about those. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. At least you'll be now grappling with those with those with those issues. And a good example that thingy makes uh, of a society that's 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 progressing. So I have a makes this example that, for example, you're paying grant money to my grandmother, but my grandmother goes and buys her groceries at Shoprite, and then the Shoprite wages pay the wages there, but the Shoprite profits are not necessarily for the people that are working there because Shoprite must still go back to its own headquarters. And at the same time, you've got farmers in and around that area. What you can do is that that grant, 400 rand can be a food voucher, right? That you are saying, we will give you uh, spinach, we will give you tomatoes, we will give you onions. And those are produced by this farmer holder, this holding farm in that area. So essentially, that voucher that you have, so essentially, Sasa, when it pays over the grant, 400 rand of that grant is 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 made for a smallhold farmer in that area. You get what I'm saying? So in that voucher, 400 rand can give you spinach, tomatoes, and something like that. And where the government gets those um, that spinach, tomatoes, and onions, they get it from the farmer. So the farmer makes money. You support as the grant holder because you already have money. You support the smallholder farmer, and you, as the government, are the one that are per, uh, connecting these two people together. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But now, what you've done is that you've created a business down there. You've created a business that can establish itself to then create, sponsor the school with a with a kid because I get it's there. We don't have to rely on APSA coming all the way because APSA is not interested. In APSA is a global. It's interested in its own things. So that smallholder farmer can become the person to whom we rely to to sponsor the football kit or to yeah. f- sponsor the football pitch, as would be the case with VITS, right, which has got these white people in council because they are operatives of the different businesses that have a stake in the existence of it. So you would have that now in this society. Yes. I, so I tried. Yes. So um, um, I have a question that... Firstly, will deviate us and it take more time. I don't know if we should go there or should we leave it for the next recording. Because the question now not, is not really a question, maybe a concern, um, which is a concept I know you you have a problem, a big problem with, and I still want you to explain to me why. Because to me, on Facebook, is a very attractive. Uh, just thinking about the world, the concept of individualism, of personal liberty. Yeah, no, you have a big problem with, because what, what, all, what you've just explained would require that philosophy to fly out of the window. You need to think of yourself beyond just as yourself. Because the, the, the question of personal liberty, you, you don't think along the lines of, I have a duty to my community language. You, you have a duty to yourself and your immediate family and you make decisions in to, to to for that and it's not it's not the same as selfishness i know it might sound like selfishness but mm. it's allowing people to care about causes that 
they want to care about and not mm. for example that and and this this question came at the point when you're talking about sasa when sasa now has to have a voucher as an example for you to go and buy a spinach or tomatoes from a local supplier mm. rather than from shop right mm. now it started to become a question of how but um that person might not be interested in in that they might just want their whatever they want from ShopRite. When do you now start controlling people's behavior to 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 towards that forcing people into a, a, an ideology they never signed up for? They never signed up for being responsible for their community in vendor. It would be a noble thing to do, but mm. it, it needs to come from someone's feel and, and commitment to do it, not not this moral obligation so to speak mm, to mm. have to do it so and and people someone doing that could be argued as sub, someone moving from i don't know stay in a bantu standard when i move to Joburg, mm. could be viewed from the lens of this is their personal liberty if you want to stay in tabancho and advance tabancho that's up to you yeah, but that's the thing that's not the case so historically you have to draw your experience from South Africa's history. And this is why I insist that you don't need to be didactic about what you are teaching people and what to do. Just give them a sense of the history. Give them a proper sense of how we came to be what we are today. And then from there, they can then take their own personal liberty choices. But at the same time, I think we do need a proper engagement on personal liberty because the yeah. idea that you are actually just choosing your 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 thoughts now nah, like Louis Vuitton and you do not see that your love of Louis Vuitton is supporting a business for me is problematic because it means that like you always you you are, you are generally thinking you are not in support of a cause you are always in support of a cause even in the choice but, between but you get to choose what even if let's say you knew age let's say you knew that when I support Shoprite the profits end up in some. Uh, 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 and that's what I'm saying. White guys' oh. pocket. I want to be able. I can still choose there because now what you, you make it sound like. Okay, the system as it is now uh, influenced you to to think that Louis Vuitton, let's say, it's a sign of of uh, of of, uh, of affluence, right? Yes. And what you're saying is, okay, think of it differently. Even if you thought about it differently, if you took a different choice. You, you are still influenced by that by that different way of thinking, by that different school of thought. So, so either that... way, so either way, what you're arguing is that there, there is no personal liberty. So even with the level of knowledge, if if you you gave someone all the history they need to know about South Africa, mm -hmm. all the all the knowledge they need to know about the ins and outs of of educational systems, of business and government, mm -hmm. how they operate and interlink with with one another. Yes, they can still make a different choice, and that should be their their choice. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is the choice that people must get. Yeah, give them the opportunity to actually understand and still say, shit doesn't matter. But that's not what we have, because yeah. our 12 years in school now, which is now 15, 17 almost in yeah. school, has not afforded us the opportunity. I think, from a knowledge consumption point of view, to think through South Africa as it is. It hasn't given us what we need to understand what South Africa is. And part of it is because South Africa itself does not necessarily have a direction where they want to take us. Do you get what I'm saying? So you don't even know what to teach these kids, 
right? Because you've got no way where you want to take them. Yeah. You are just putting them into through a machine, which at the output end of it, it's like a gamble. You are really gambling. something. And that's what I'm saying. We've not been afforded the opportunity. So as much as you want personal liberty and the ability to choose, I want then the ability to choose consumption of knowledge, right? Give the people the knowledge. Just break down the history as it is. Just give me more series, more more than Mandela. Give me a movement. Let me see what 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 Anton Lambede was about. Uh, the same way the, the 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 English can do something about the crown. They've lived through Arthur Cannon Doyle's um, literature. They've gone through Shakespeare's literature. The kids who are there all don't understand each specific detail, but the core average of how they understand their lives is in direct relation with where the country is trying to take their society. Do you get what I'm saying? So yes, as, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, but... but mm, so even before... When you speak, say... When you say uh, yeah, can I just ask this quick question then you'll just include it in what you're going to say. When you say, give me uh, that knowledge, give me um, a movie that, let's say, covers the... the, the the Zulu royal family as an example. Maybe not that. Yeah. Maybe not that. Maybe but not. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. A movie that covers the... People's life. Yeah. Let's make it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> who, 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 who are you asking that from? Yes. I actually asked someone this question recently. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember that advert. There was a Cecil advert with Chomosone and Kaiser as young kids picking a small team, soccer team. You probably don't remember it. I'll send yeah, you a yeah, link. I'll, I'll send yeah. you a link. But I'm sure if you were watching TV, you would have you would have seen it. I'll send you a link to where it is. So this guy then says, "Hey man, I think we should do a documentary series on 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 soccer uh, back in the 80s, right?" Okay. So I asked the guy the same question. So who's the someone that, <laughs> that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And why isn't it you, the person? Yeah. So I'm expecting it from a society that knows where it's going, one, even before individuals per se, because the truth is you can't cheat life. The the methodology of how to live this thing has always been consistent in a lot of ways. You are not going to achieve anything if you don't take the action you need to take. There's no, just how this thing works. There are myths that supersede our personal liberties, right? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to explain it. You can become, you can move genders because of what you are thinking, how you identify. Like you can identify yourself out That's of your, of, yeah. of your own. That's very controversial. <laughs> I'm yeah. not, but I'm saying that personal liberty extension is very far and wide. It's very far-reaching because it enables even the ability to think yourself out. But let's let's leave it for next time. I need to be out now. <laughs>